Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is Sports Rage Level 3 has begun. You know, time went so fast tonight. The quickest 100 minutes of sports talk and uh, television. And tonight's no exception. But I want to get to uh, to the Trey Hawley story. So, um, LSU running back. I like the headline here. LSU running back suspended after arrest on felony attempted murder. <laughs> like, listen. <laughs> when you, if you're charged with felony attempted murder... Getting suspended from your college football team's the least of your effing problems, all right? <laughs> LSU, Trey Holly suspended after arrest on felony attempted murder, weapon charges in connection to shooting. Holly turned himself in and was arrested in connection with a February 9th shooting. LSU running by Trey Holly was arrested on three felony charges, including attempted second-degree murder, according to a Union Parish Sheriff's Office. Uh, Hawley turned himself in and was booked at the Ewan Parish Detention Center. He's being held on a $512,000 bond. LSU has suspended Hawley indefinitely from all team activities. The guy's in jail, bro. I don't like it. Suspend him. <laughs> suspend him. The guy's wearing an orange jumpsuit right now, and he's got his shackled, all right? You, 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 know, you don't need to suspend him. It's, it's pretty clear he's not going to be playing anytime soon. Or maybe he will. So uh, two people were left injured in connection with a February 9th shooting. Stemmed from an earlier altercation at a set of apartment buildings. Hawley just wrapped up his freshman season. He finished the year with 11 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, He was expected to play a bigger part uh, this year. And in fact, he holds the uh, the state record, all-time high school rushing yards with 10,523. Well, let's let's reserve judgment until you know whatever until the story comes out. Look at the kid at uh, in college basketball there, right? He was part of something like this. He ended up getting drafted second overall. So it just is what it is. As far as Kansas City is concerned, you know, as far as what was the motive, as usual, as usual, it was pretty much you know the same thing as it always is at these parades. It was a dispute between people that knew each other. What I don't understand is who the hell brings, like, a, an AK or whatever the hell the kid brought to, like, a parade, like, in case you run into someone. 
Hey, shout out to everyone on Sirius XM uh, joining us. One five nine. This is Sports Rage. So, yeah, the Calgary it was uh, the um, Calgary Flames lose uh, tonight to the San Jose Sharks. Blows up our parlay. We did hit the Vancouver Canucks and the Red Wings over one and a half for the first period of play. We just took under six and a half in this game as the third period started, and the Canucks killed off a penalty. And Detroit nearly scored a bunch of times. Like uh, Thatcher Demko, the goalie, made a bunch of great saves. But um, the Vancouver Canucks just did it again. They just committed another penalty. They've got to tighten this up, man. Like, the Canucks are a great team this year, but don't get sloppy and take penalties all the time. And that was a penalty. I'm an old school let them play guy, but that was blatant. Like, you took them down. That's a penalty, bro. Good call by the ref. Now they got to kill off the penalty again. At the same point in time, though, penalty kills when you bet these unders, it sucks because it's a little bit stressful, but if you're able to kill off the penalty, it's pretty good. Like, it really does eat up a couple of minutes because one team can just ice the puck all the time, so it does eat up the clock. The key is to win the faceoff, which uh, Vancouver did not. <laughs> so, let the, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I don't know how the hell that didn't go in. Anyone who's watching this game alongside us right now, that was a perfect one, two, three pass, pass from the blue line into the slot and then across the crease. Like, a, you know what I mean? It should have been a one timer into the net. Demko somehow saved it. Like, he really is unbelievable, this goalie for the Canucks. The Canucks, you know, they're, not, they're never on national television or anything like that. No one ever really sees them. Um, you know, in the big picture of things, they're on TV in Canada sometimes, but. I don't think people realize like how good their players actually are. They're going to be dangerous in the playoffs, but they don't have a lot of playoff experience, so you don't really know how teams are going to do. Yeah, they could do well. They might not. Like you know, what I mean, you you don't know in the NHL playoffs. So three one, they're killing off the penalty right now. We're going to welcome our radio affiliates in a couple of minutes. Our boy Rick Saratella is going to step up, and we'll talk football with Rick. Rick, listen, you guys know Rick. Uh, he founded the NFL Draft Bible. Um, you know, long time. He's, you know, part of football camps and scouting and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, he's, you know, Sports Illustrated, whatever. So he's been in the media and he's been in the football world, but uh, all of his work has paid off. Now he's got a gig with the Edmonton Elks. Uh, he's, he's their um, East Coast advanced scout. Like, so he handles, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, et cetera, uh, looking for college uh, talent and prospects for the Edmonton Elks. So he's all over the upcoming in the uh, combine. We'll get into this with Rick Saratella. We'll go over some of these odds as far as the draft is concerned. We'll get Rick's take on the Super Bowl. You know, we're going to let the Super Bowl go, but I guess we will at the next week, and then it'll be gone. And I know everybody else, oh, I'm not into this and that, but for those of you that are going to be betting the slam dunk contest and the three-point contest and the, the, uh, the Rising Stars game, I'm a big fan of the Rising Stars game. I always love the Rising Stars game. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Game Over at The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates stepping up and in. The mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, SoCal, in the house. Rick Saratella will join us in a couple of minutes. If you're into NFL football and you think the season is uh, is done, you're wrong, man. It's You're wrong, all right? It's still real to me, man. 
Uh, the NFL season is never done. I should say at least it won't be done until after the uh, the draft is done. But we've got the combine coming up in like 10 days. So if you think the NFL draft is done, I always love that too, to people that don't pay any attention to the draft or the combine or to this or that. But then they profess to be big NFL experts. They, they couldn't tell you jack about the players or why teams are going to draft someone or this, or but they know everything. They know everything. So we're going to get into some football talk with Rick Saratella. Caitlin Clark breaks the NCAA women's scoring record. She went off uh, tonight. She only needed eight points. It took her two minutes and 15 seconds, uh, basically, um, to do it. And she did it with class and style, in which she drained a three from, like, the half-court logo, essentially. She knew, too, right? She knew she needed eight. She was at six, and she bombed a three, man, Steph Curry style. And swish. Um, i tell you what, though, Michigan covered the point spread. I got stupid. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, betting on uh, going under her number. Her player prop tonight was 36 and a half. You know, she's only scored more than that in two of her last 10 games. But she was on a mission tonight. She ended up with 49 when it was all said and done. Something that we haven't gotten to tonight, and I got to tell you, we have great news. This is like the uh, the Wizard of Oz when the Wicked Witch of the, the West dissolved. She's gone, everybody. She's gone. Rob Manford says he's going to step down in 2029. That's the good news. The bad news is 2029 is a long ways away. And think of the damage that Rob Manford does on a yearly basis. Now they've come up with some stupid rule about, like, base runners or something. Coming up with problems to uh, solutions to problems that don't exist. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
The Thursday night throwdown continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The Pimps, the Players, the Hustlers, the Saratellas, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. The Super Bowl is behind us, but the countdown to the Combine is on. We're a week and a half away uh, from Indianapolis and the Combine. The NFL draft is rapidly approaching. The UFL uh, debut is uh, countdown to kickoff is on. The CFL season's around the corner. We're joined by a man who all the work that he's put in over the years in, uh, in football behind the scenes has now landed with the Edmonton Elks as an advanced scout, but he's still uh, working the beat, covering the NFL draft uh, as well. Our main man, Rick Saratella, steps up. And Rick, it's always a pleasure, man. How you doing? Dave, what's happening, man? It's been a while. we got a lot to catch up on. So you're all over the place, uh, Rick. Edmonton Elks, um, BostonSportsJournal.com. Uh, AllAccessFootball.com, of course, the founder of the NFL Draft Bible. And it's funny, a lot of people are sort of depressed this week. Football fans and, oh, you know, the NFL season is over. And I kind of, you know, tell them the NFL season is never over, bro. (laughs) It's never over. We got the combine coming up. We got the NFL Draft coming up. And you can bet on everything nowadays, too. So from a betting perspective, there's no sleep till Brooklyn, not to mention the UFL around the corner. And, even though even though I think more is better, like for the fan, right? There was more football games on TV, but the quality of play in the UFL will be good now that you've merged uh, two leagues uh, together. So there's a lot of exciting stuff going on in the football world right now, but let's get your uh, let's get your take on the Super Bowl now that we're a couple of days removed. It's the first time we've spoken. What's your take on what went down? Yeah, the dust has settled. You know, I've had a lot of time to think about what transpired, what the ramifications are, why it all played out the way it did. And and here's my key takeaways, Gabe. I mean, first of all, the, the loss comes down to Kyle Shanahan and nobody else. It's on Kyle. I know Steve Wilkes is the scapegoat. All right. They're not exactly on the same page all season long, from my understanding. But here's the bottom line. Kyle Shanahan cannot be the head coach. He cannot be the offensive coordinator. He cannot be overruling the defensive coordinator a dozen times in the Super Bowl because now you're playing the defensive coordinator role. Then you're trying to keep up with the clock management, the decision-making, and it showed, right, because this came down to situational football. It came down to a missed field goal on special teams, which I thought your boy McAfee broke broke down in a real good way during your spot with Jake Moody. And you think about the draft process to the Super Bowl, that man has – not had a day off in a year. And that missed extra point was costly. The decision-making down the stretch was brutal. And Kyle Shanahan has got a lot to learn. You know, I thought maybe I'm overthinking this, putting too much stock into it. When he showed up to the media uh, interview late in the week, was a Friday, slurring his words, maybe a little boozed up there. Like, Andy Reid is laser-focused. The Kansas City Chiefs were on a mission And I will also say we started the beginning of the football season talking about continuity. And that is such an underrated aspect in terms of your coaching staff. DeMichael DeMichael Reigns leaves. uh, Steve Spagnuolo's back. And what Kansas City just did post-Super Bowl by re-upping Spags, by extending Steve Spagnuolo, that trumps any off-season move that will be made over the next several months. Bringing back Spags a four-time Super Bowl champion at defensive coordinator. Uh, how many Super Bowls does this guy need to win? And so we start talking about him having a bust in can. You know, it's interesting as far as, you know, assistant coaches, you're right, and coordinators not getting as much credit as as they should. Listen, the, ex, the missed extra point, was it a low kick or was it a lack of uh, protection on the line? I think it could have been a little bit of both. 
Moody did make a 55-yarder earlier in that football game. I personally, I agree in the sense that, to me, I pin the loss on on the coach and on Shanahan. Like, you know, they can throw Steve Wilkes under the bus all they want, and I understand there's philosophical differences, but they held Mahomes and the Chiefs to three points, man, in the first half. Like, it's up to Shanahan's, like, glorious offense. You're the genius, bro. Like, put some damn points on the board so we can work with something here. Yet, I don't know. They had a 28-3 lead with the Falcons, and he managed to not score any points in the fourth quarter. I can go on and on. I thought, like I said, I thought Shanahan did a terrible job. I thought the players were, I thought the players played their hearts out on the Niners and did everything, like, sort of within their power to win the Mm -hmm. game. But they need, you know, they need, that's what coaches are there for, to help the players get over the finish line. I, you know, I've gone over it, Rick, but to me, he, he had two timeouts at the end of the first half. Kansas City were just standing there letting the clock kick because they had knew they had a two-for-one. They were getting the ball to start the second half. He didn't use the timeouts. He didn't use timeouts. He ends up getting the ball back with 20 seconds, and then takes a freaking knee after. After he ran for like 13 yards on, on the first play, still could have taken a couple of shots downfield. Your kicker just made a 55-yard field goal. You could have gotten the three back that you just gave up. Then the defense picks off Mahomes to start the second half. Like, again, they hand you the football again. And, you know, we can get into the, you know, the, the the third quarter. They ran nine plays. They kept going three and out. They ran nine plays. Eight of them were pass plays. That's not Steve Wilkes, right? That's on Shanahan. Then, you know, as you talked about the overall sort of unpreparedness of the chaos of overtime, nobody really knew the rules with San Francisco. For the record, No, not everybody on Kansas City fully got it. Uh, Hardman didn't know he won the game until Mahomes kind of told him. He realized after. So, but, and you brought it up. I brought it up at the fact it was the Monday night. It was the opening night of the media. It's the one night that they met everybody at the stadium. And it's the big circus night. It was the Monday night. And it looked like Shanahan had a couple of drinks. There's no, like, really, you know, as somebody that's had a few drinks in my lifetime, (laughs) like, if I was on a jury, I'd say, yeah, this guy's drunk, man, all right? Yeah, is he drunk? Yeah, probably. He's not drunk, but he's on on the verge. He's right sort of on the edge here. And you're right, he was mumbling. And I thought, okay, whatever. It's early in the week. It's, you know, it's the media night. Maybe he doesn't like the crowd. He wants to have a few drinks before he goes, and he does this and has some fun with it. But at the same point in time, like you said, while he's doing that, Andy Reid's in, like, a hotel ballroom, like, going over everything. If this happens, we're going for two. If this happens, we're going for one. If we're in this situation, this is what we're going to do. And the chief players said that, Rick. They said we spent all week in meetings of him going over scenarios. Well, you know, and and, then again, I I hate to say it, it showed on the field, right? So if you're going to do that, make sure you're on your P's and Q's. And, again, special teams, like, it wasn't the muff punt. It hit the it hit the 49ers foot, but like the return guy has got to be yelling, Peter, Peter, Peter. Like there was no communication, special teams, situational football. What they did when the, the ball little wasn't things, Rick, play. did them in. Just the little things did them in. Simple as yep. that. But there were a lot of little things. It reminds me of McDermott, Shanahan, and McDermott. There's these coaches. Yes. They're good, but they can't get out of their own way at times, Rick. In these games, you know what I'm saying? Well, it, it, 
and his career now is eerily. If you look at Andy Reid, when he what would he lose like four straight NFC championships? They lost the Super Bowl. Now yeah, Shanahan's yeah, yeah. career is taking an eerily similar path, and it took Reid ten years now to win that. You know that Super Bowl was elusive for a long time. Luckily, Shanahan has got time on his side. He's a relatively young guy in terms of the head coaching ranks. But I'll tell you what, Gabe, he's got a long ways to go until he's his father. That pressure, as I stated earlier in the week, and no disrespect to Kyle, but he'd almost be better off if somehow dad could come in and coach the second halves of these games because you've got the first half down. You know what I mean? You got the first half down. But, no, it's really, like, a lot. Like, the 28-3 leads the offensive coordinator, not all on him, but whatever. It's on his resume. It is what it is. Um, they had a double-digit lead twice in two Super Bowls now against the same team. It's not talked about a lot, but they had a double-digit lead, bro, in the second half against the Rams, the year the Rams won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago in the NFC Conference Championship game. It's, like, so, I, you know, he's he's safe, right? Him and Lynch are sort of joined at the hip. But I'll tell you what. San Francisco 49er fan, like, he's going to be on the hot seat, like, moving forward now. Like, it's just going to be – they're going to start to look to him as the failures here. Uh, Steve Wilkes, you know, to me it was Bush League the way it was handled. It is what it is, but coaches and coordinators are hired to be fired, right? That's, that's the nature of the business. Let's get into the NFL draft on the other side. We've got a lot of questions from the Ranger Hollis out there. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Let's do this thing as the countdown to the Indianapolis Combine continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Shout out to everybody joining us uh, right now on all of our AM radio affiliates, joining us on the Sports Grid Radio Networks, Sports Grid Radio and TV, Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, SoCal in the house. So is Rick Saratella. 
So, Rick, I'm fired up for this draft, and the sports books have already posted a bunch of props. You know how big of a fan I am of J.J. McCarthy. And uh, there's some interesting props up for J.J. McCarthy and where he is going to end up. This is a pretty exciting draft class, isn't it? I, you know, we, we don't know how productive it's going to be. Time will tell. We'll, we'll find out a couple of years down the road. But from a sizzle and a sexiness perspective, there's a lot of big-time, big-name college football players in this draft. And a lot of them are very polarizing, aren't they, Rick? In which a lot of people really like certain players. A lot of people don't like the same player. Drake May is a good example of that in which some people think Drake May is better than Caleb Williams. He's the best quarterback uh, in the class. And other people think he's going to fall in the draft. There's just so much going on. J.J. McCarthy, for whatever reason, publicly people don't, you know what I mean, think, you know, they don't get how good he is. But I think he's going to go higher than a lot of, like, fans and people, losers on Twitter, uh, think. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> way of putting it. <laughs> Let's start off. With number one, looks like the Bears, my feeling is the Bears are going to trade Justin Fields, and they're going to go with Williams. Uh, that's that's the feeling around the league, isn't it? I do believe so, and you hear that Mike Tomlin is hot to trot for a Justin Fields. I think that might be a good fit. Uh, I could see Atlanta Falcons making a play for Justin Fields, but I do think, you know, at this point, 38 games started, only 10 victories. Uh, time to move on. We know what you got. Caleb Williams has the greater upside. You can still flip Justin Fields, I believe, for a first-round pick. Uh, so that would be the move there. I think that the Washington Commanders would love to get Caleb Williams. They got Cliff Kingsbury in there. Caleb Williams, obviously, from the District of Columbia area. That's where he grew up, and he's from. But let me ask you, if you're – and you know, I, I, let me ask you, you wrote uh, – you put a mock draft up on the bostonsportsjournal.com, which you've got Drake May going number two. Are you locked in on that, or would it shock you if Jaden Daniels was the second quarterback taken? I, I really think May is the number two guy just because he's the more polished product, and I and I do struggle. Like, I think Caleb Williams is the clear-cut one guy, but when it comes to number two, I struggle, Gabe, because I do think right now if I had to start tomorrow and start a guy, Drake May is ready to step in there at the NFL level. If I got to kind of wait and bide my time and roll the dice on the upside, I think Jaden Daniels – has a higher ceiling in terms of what he can do, the dual threat capability. Now, he's kind of like a wild horse uh, on the loose out there sometimes, right? Got to reel him in a little bit. Got to teach him patience. Got to teach him a little bit more pocket poise. Got to continue to improve that uh, accuracy in the short to intermediate game. But I think, you know, five years down the road, it wouldn't surprise me if Daniels turned out to be the better quarterback. Um, to your point, J.J. McCarthy will kind of lump those guys together you know, I, I will say there are some NFL scouts that aren't as high, and I don't know what they're looking at, Gabe. Uh, to me, this guy is, is really can do it all. And, and I like what he brings to the table. I think the Washington Commanders or even the Denver Broncos, if they don't work it out there with Russell Wilson, I think J.J. McCarthy is a top 10 pick all day. It'll be interesting to see what happens with J.J. McCarthy. All the kid does, does is win. One big positive for J.J. McCarthy that I listen, he's one of those guys too that people are gonna like once they meet. But one positive that he has going for him, bro, he just turned 21 like last week. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, a couple of weeks ago, like it was a week after his championship, after they won the championship. He basically got engaged, he proposed, he's getting he's getting engaged, he's getting married, and um 
and it was his birthday all in the same week. They won the championship. I think it was the, the day of the parade, actually, the following Saturday or whatever. Nevertheless, he's 21. Teams like that, right? I mean, his kid's already won. He's 20, you know, 27 and 1 as a starter. He's won a national championship. He's completed like 70% of his passes, and he's young. A lot of these quarterbacks are like 25 ish and stuff. Florida Raptors. I think people forget he came in there and stole that job away from Joe Milton. He went in there and, and ran an undefeated uh, Cade McNamara. Then he ran an undefeated season under all this turmoil. 20 year old kid under all this turmoil, all these people coming at him, no head coach. He was the head coach on the field, and he can make all the throws. Now the knock is the frame, the size. Is he going to be durable enough? Does he have the strong enough arm? I think J.J. McCarthy can make all the throws. You get him with the NFL strength and conditioning program. Yeah, he's 21 years old. He's 20 years old, exactly. He's a kid still. Like He's obviously going to grow into his frame, and he's tough. He was a hockey player growing up, too, so he's got sort of that. And he's got good legs, too. He can take off if he wants to. Like, he's... I, listen, I've said that he's Joe Burrow, and people sort of laughed at me. And it's funny, I saw the other day, scouts are saying, you know what, he kind of reminds me of Joe Burrow. When the more I start to watch this guy, with his demeanor, Burrow's got a, a a better deep ball. You know, we don't really know, though. JJ, That's another thing with J.J. McCarthy. I brought it up before that Brady yeah. Quinn said, and I agree with him. He goes, J.J. McCarthy will be much better than people, like, even realize Talk about how hard it is. Like he said, when you only throw the ball 13 times a game, 17 times a game sometimes, you're under pressure, you're playing for a title. Like, dude, Drake May has been showcasing for the NFL. The guy drops back and throws 52 times a game every year. You know what I mean? There's different, you know, sort of like, you know, J.J.'s played in much higher level intensity situations. I've got him going to the Vikings and the Broncos, J.J. McCarthy. Unless he gets drafted higher than that, bro. But to me, in that 11-12 spot, that's where he's going. Yeah, I could see that. And, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Brock Purdy. Not the strongest arm, can make all the throws, can pick up the first down when he needs to with his feet, right? Kind of a lot of what Brock Purdy can do. Except, uh, ironically enough, J.J. McCarthy is going to be richer than Brock Purdy without even throwing a pass. Because <laughs> yeah, JJ yeah. McCarthy probably true. made more last year. Probably made no, more. No, that, yeah, I know it's a good point. Actually, it's a good point. He did make more last year. Where it was it was like one point five type thing. <laughs> it was over a million dollars that he got. Yeah. So Purdy, for the record, people, Purdy only makes eight hundred eighty thousand uh, dollars this year. So JJ being a top ten pick in the NFL is already going to be richer. Uh, but I think so. The Raiders, though, you never really fully know what they're going to do. Yeah. Would, would the Raiders trade up to try to get one of these star quarterbacks, or will they be complacent with a Bo Nix, with a Michael Panix? What do you think the Raiders do? You know, I I hear they're going to go the veteran route. Is my understanding is you know they like Aiden O'Connell, O'Connell. They don't like him to the point where they want to enter the season with him well, like as a the Kirk starter. Cousins type or something. Well, you know, there, uh, Ryan Tannehill, maybe, something like that. Uh, there's not too many veteran guys that will be out there, but Justin Fields But might don't be the available. Raiders need to re- – sorry, Rick, but don't the Raiders need – and Vinny Bonsignor is a, is a friend of the show. He comes on, covers the Raiders in, in Vegas for the review draft. He says time – they got to get a quarterback. No offense to Aiden O'Connell, but you're dealing with Mahomes, bro. you got Harbaugh and Herbert together. Sean Payton's going to get his quarterback now, right? Sean Payton's got a five-year deal. He ain't like, you know, Sean, you know, people have laughed at him last year. He's got some wins coming up in him, okay? He's going to get his guy. He's going to get things going there. You, you know, the Raiders can't roll out Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy G, the stopgaps, Rick. Like, is, is it a time to draft a damn quarterback? 
Well, it is, Gabe, but do you want to settle? Do you want the fourth or fifth best quarterback? Is that what you no, want to No, Bo Nix for? ain't the guy. He, Bo Nix right. ain't a franchise guy. Yeah, right. So they're, they're just on the outside looking in. And to your point, you said it's a polarizing draft because, once again, like I did the mock draft, I found only one guy, Dallas Turner, one defensive player in the whole top ten. Right? There's going to be four quarterbacks, maybe uh, three, two or three offensive tackles, two or three wide receivers – it's hard to find a home for the first defensive player to come off the board inside the top 10. The Raiders might be that team just because they're going to be on the outside and looking out from the Marvin Harrison, the top quarterbacks, you know, and the top two tackles. All right, we've only got a couple of minutes, and I want to get to the Jags and, and the Bengals questions uh, that the Rageaholics has sent in. But what about the New York Giants? Quickly, Rick, what do you think the Giants are going to do with the sixth pick? Well, they got to fix that offensive line. It's been a decade in the making, right? So whatever offensive line, whether that be Joe Alt from Notre Dame, Olu Fashano from Penn State, they got to they got to fix that offensive line. It, it's been the subway turnstiles for way too long. Jacksonville, I like Quinion Mitchell, big physical cornerback, went down to Mobile, kind of stated his case to be the yeah, number they one need quarterback. A DB, Jacksonville, they need to they need to show up that yes. secondary. It will Kool Aid McKinnistry still be there? I do think probably so, not. Terry and Arnold Maybe. has probably moved ahead of him now after his senior bowl performance. So Terry and Arnold is the top Alabama corner, then Kool-Aid McKinstry, and you got a couple other Cooper DeGene, who I like out of Iowa, very good looking cornerback as well. Very deep draft for cornerbacks, very deep draft for offensive tackles. Yeah, so the Cincinnati Bengals actually could use both as well. The Bengals could always use O line help. And it's crazy to say, as far as the Bengals are concerned, that they need wide receiver help. But they're to the point now they can't pay everybody, right? So T. Higgins is, you know, T. Higgins is going to get paid, man. So do they go wide receiver? They go best available player? The Bengals, the Jags and Bengals go 17-18 right beside each other, actually. Yeah, I think with Cincinnati, you know, the constant theme has been uh, keeping Joe Burrow upright. There, there always seems to be an injury because he gets hit too much. Remember last year, the owner had to took him around a spin on the golf cart. Man, cool it down. You're getting crushed back there. We really don't want you to play because he's getting clobbered. I mean, this guy has less than two seconds to throw the ball. I got him taking the Oregon State offensive tackle, Fuagase. You know, I probably butchered the name, but I think they got to protect Joe Burrow on Cincinnati. What do you think the Chargers are going to do with the fifth pick? That's that's the well, tricky you know, one. For, for the record, you yeah. can get plus two fifty that they take Brock Bowers, which is pretty good odds. I, I I like Bowers going eight to Tennessee. I think that'd be a good underneath safety valve for Will Levis there with the Titans. I think Jim Harbaugh has always been an advocate of building from the inside out. I think that's where you see the first offensive tackle come off the board, and I think you will see him if they take another tackle. With for a Tennessee seven, Tennessee has a seven pick. Tennessee seven. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Ah. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Ranci. A lot of stuff to fun to get to uh, still in our limited time here this evening. Shout out to Rick Saratella. Always cool. Breaking it down with Rick. I've got NFL draft fever. My mind is just sort of like spinning and stuff. And starting to look at the odds. We'll start to pull the trigger on somebody's bets. And, you know, the number two pick is is really interesting. Like the Chicago Bears, actually, something we didn't get to. And, and thanks to all uh, of everybody that uh, fired off their, their team questions. And we got a lot of them we couldn't get to. I'll try to rattle off a couple. And, in fact, somebody asked about uh, Keon Coleman, a wide receiver out of Florida State. And this is a really deep wide receiver class this year. There's some good wide receivers that are going to be available in the second and third rounds this year. It'll be interesting to see at what point uh, do NFL teams start to pull the trigger. But, like, Marvin Harrison's a good example. Like, if the – let's just say hypothetically the – let's just say that the, the Bears decide to keep Justin Fields. And the Commanders trade up. All right? The Commanders have the second pick of the draft. And they hired Cliff Kingsbury. They've got Caleb Williams is from Washington. People have said in the past, I've never really bought into the reports, that he doesn't want to play in Chicago. And, in fact, he posted a picture of himself as a kid wearing a bear shirt. Not a Chicago Bears jersey, but just a bear and, you know, people thought, well, this is his way of saying that, you know, he doesn't have a problem playing with the Bears. So I wouldn't buy in so much that he didn't want to play for the Bears. But, you know, what, does he want to play for Washington? Does Washington want him? And Washington have the second pick. So Washington are in a situation where they could they could move up, right? They, you know, they could move up, and it could be manageable for them to pull it off. And then suddenly Chicago has the second pick of the draft, and then, boom, they take Marvin Harrison, Jr., and Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. is 12-1 to 1 right now to be the second pick in the draft. Is that how it's going to go? I don't know. Probably not. It could. We don't know. The Chicago Bears are doing a good job of confusing people with this. They're going to have to make up their mind, obviously, but they've got time still. But the combine is coming up next week, and that'll that'll sort of move things along. But, right, they've they've... There's been reports that they want, like, a ridiculous amount, like, crazy amount of picks for the number one pick. Like, they're talking, like, four number one draft picks type of deal and, like, a serious package. So there's a thought that they're doing that to just sort of scare people off. And 
because they want Williams, and then they know, listen, we want Williams, but if someone really gets stupid, then we'll 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 trade the pick. But then their their GM did an interview in which he basically talked about how much they love Fields, which people are sort of buying into that they think that that's a signal. I wouldn't buy into that so much. So I just stated from a betting perspective. All right, let's just get back to the betting perspective of this. Marvin Harrison at plus twelve hundred is 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 good value to be the second pick. All it'll take, like put it this way, like I said, if the Bears hang on to Justin Fields, they trade the pick to the Washington Commanders, and they get the second pick in the draft, and they got a bunch of other picks, they're gonna take Marvin Harrison Jr. And then you get him at plus twelve hundred. Marvin Harrison Jr. is like minus two twenty to go to the Arizona Cardinals. But things could happen before the Cardinals draft fourth, right? You got the Commanders, then you got the Patriots, and the Commanders and Patriots both probably are going quarterback. So then, you know, that's why you got this Marvin Harrison thing that he's going to end up uh, going fourth uh, to Arizona. Listen, the Arizona are going in the right direction. They are. They're a couple of, you know, they're a year or two away still. They're in a tough division. But Arizona were competitive last year once they got Kyle Murray back. And um, I think they have a good coach with Gannon. They're going to, you know, they, they've got some draft picks. They got to stockpile some more talent. But this is a football team. They played hard for them. They scheme well. They're coached well. They're prepared. Like Arizona are going in the right direction, but they need to get Murray some 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 weapons to work with. And they're, they're going to be able to do it with the fourth pick. But I wanted to get into the Rising Stars Challenge. So the NBA um, All-Star Game is in Indianapolis. And Pat McAfee, of course, uh, is based out of Indianapolis. The the cool-ass set that you see with a basketball gym and stuff, that's in Indy. And Indy is sort of the sports – it's the place to be, actually, over the next couple of weeks. You've got the NBA All-Star Game uh, there this weekend, and everybody's already rolling into town. NFL players are rolling in and the celebrities and all that. It's because the festivities start tomorrow night on Friday night. And then you got the Combine, the NFL Combine, next week. Not this Monday, but the following Monday after. I think it's the 24th. So, you know, the next the next two weeks, three weeks type of thing, two and a half weeks or whatever, Indianapolis is one of the sports, you know, centers with with the All-Star game and then leading into the, uh, leading into the Combine. But so the Rising Stars Challenge gets things started, and, you know, the Rising, you know, they, they change the format every couple of years with this stuff. And, you know, it's the world versus this and that and rookies versus sophomores. And I like the rookie-sophomore format. That was cool. And the sophomores used to usually beat the rookies. So it was a good betting angle. Now, you know, they drafted the teams and they split them up into four teams. And they've got their, you know, their their legend coaches that are coaching each team. There's a Indianapolis touch to it with Jalen Rose and Detlef Shrimp and Tamika. Um, so we'll get to the rosters in a second. But so the Rising Stars is a challenge. So like I said, there's four teams. They're going to play head-to-head, and then they go to the final, so semifinal. So the Team Pau, Team Pau Gasol is plus 150. They're the favorites to win this thing. They got Victor Wembanyama. We'll go over the rosters in a second. So Team Pau is the favorite to win the tournament at plus 150. And it's a two-game deal, right? There's a semifinal and a final. So Team Pau, uh, Team Pau plays Team Detlef. 
Team Detlef is plus 650. Team Detlef is com- is comprised the players of all, because if you're wondering why the odds are so discrepant, uh, Detlef Shrimp's team is all G League players. So, listen, G League players are good, but the G League players, you guys are going up against all these NBA, like, all-star kid, phenom guys. So it's going to be a problem for them. So that's why they're plus 650. Team Powell plays Team Detlef. So, in other words, Team Powell is going to the final, point blank. They're, that's why they're plus 150. They're going to the final. Then you got Team Tamika, plus 225, and Team Jalen Rose at uh, at plus 275. I personally think... And the numbers are dropping. Like last night, it was plus one seventy five, and I should have done it because Team Powell was like even might have even plus one ninety, and and Tamika was like plus two fifty. And I thought, you know what, we'll just take them both, and we're we're guaranteed to make money if they're both in the final. And then I could bet the game again going into the final. And I'm sort of standing with that, but Team Powell's down to plus one fifty right now. Now, looking at the rosters, they got these rosters are loaded. Some of them are better than others. As far as the format is concerned, um, there's a target score. All three games in a mini tournament will be played to a final score target, which means each game will end on a made basket or free throw rather than time expiring. Two semifinal games, game one and game two, will be played to the final target score of 40. The final game featuring the winners of game one and game two will be played to a final target score of 25. Game one is Team Jalen versus Team Tamika. Game two is Team Detlef versus Team Powell. And then we play the uh, the championship game. So as far as Team Powell Gasol's team is concerned, he's got Victor Wembanyama. He had the number one pick in in this draft, and he took Victor Wembanyama. So he's got Victor Wembanyama, Brandon Miller of the Charlotte Hornets, uh, Pozemski of the, of the Warriors, who's stepping into the lineup uh, now, and this kid's been lighting it up. Uh, Hawkeyes Jr. of the Miami Heat, Jabari Smith Jr. of the Houston Rockets, Wallace of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Kulabali of uh, the Washington Wizards, who's a buddy of Wembenyama and a, a former teammate of Wembenyama's in France. So you got Wembenyama's playing with his buddy, you got Brandon Miller. Jabari Smith is like tailor made for a game like this. Like he's gonna go off. Wembenyama is gonna go off too. They're all gonna go off. Like team that's why Team Powell's the favorite. Wembenyama, Miller, uh Pozemski, uh Hawkes, Smith, Wallace, and Kulabali. Now Team Jalen Rose, Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, both Oklahoma City Thunder, Benedict Matherin. Um, Sharp was selected, but he's injured. Derek Lively, Jordan Hawkins, Walker uh, Kessler, and so on. It's a good team, but it's not as good. You know what I mean? You can just sort of feel it's not as good as, like, the – as Team Pow is. Now, to me, to me, listen, Team Pow is the team to beat. I get it. They're They're loaded. But – I think so. Team Tamika and Team Jalen are playing each other. So who's going to go to the final? And Team Tamika, I think, is pretty loaded and pretty good, made for an all-star type of game. Uh, Bancaro, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Keegan Murray, Scoot Henderson, Keontae George, Dyson uh, Daniels, and Vince Williams uh, Jr., although Daniels is injured. Pretty good team. 
it's kind of you know it's kind of a toss up. I would say between Tamika and uh, and Team Jalen here. I still lead Team Tamika. Keegan Murray can shoot. Scoot Henderson can do a lot of things. Bancaro is going to be their score. He's going to score a ton of points. Ivy is is also a good sort of pickup type of player. Yeah, Duran can block some shots and stuff in the paint. They're a pretty good team. But when you look at this, it's understandable why Team Powell, and Powell has won this thing before, so he's into it. It's understandable why they're the favorites. I personally think it'll be Team Powell versus Team Tamika in the final. Um, and you're getting them as a plus 150 and plus 225. Or let's just step up and take uh, Team Powell. And as far as Team Detlef Shrimp is concerned, it's all G League dudes. Uh, he's got Tashiwa. Tyler Smith, Mac McClung, who won the slam dunk contest last year. He's back in a slam dunk contest. Uh, you got Bates. Like, you know what I mean? So they're really good players. The G League guys are studs, but you're playing against all guys that are already in the NBA. So that's why they're plus 650. So Team Powell plays them. There's no lines up for the game yet. You know, Team Powell's going to be a big favorite, but I'm going to take Team Powell to win. I was trying to talk myself into Team Tamika. It's just going to be tough. You know that Wembenyama is going to be competitive in this. Like, you know what I mean? Brandon Miller's a really good player. Um, and like I said, Jabari Smith is like, you know, this guy can score, man. And without, like, really hard defenses going on and stuff, he's going to light it up. So, I and, you know, you got Koulibaly and Wembenyama reunited. You got Brandon Miller. You got Hawkes. You got Wallace. This is a really good team. They're going to win this tournament. The odds makers have done a nice job. And I bring this up right now because I don't think this I don't think this number is going to be there tomorrow. Like I said, it was I don't want to say it was plus 190. I think it was pretty well. I think it was though when it initially opened. And I was like, man, I was looking, I was like I got to get I got to check into this. And then I was like plus 175. It was last night, it was like plus 175. Or no, you know what? Plus 165. I noticed it was dropping, and I looked into the rosters last night, and I was like, man, I got to get in on this because Team Powell really is loaded with Weapon Yama. Let's roll. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. 
How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. All right, we're into the three-minute warning. Uh, quickest 108 minutes in sports talk and television. The Vancouver Canucks just got it done again, and they uh, they beat the Detroit Red Wings uh, this evening. And, man, the Canucks now have 80 points on the season. We talked about this. We talked about them being minus 200 to win a division. They have a uh, 12-point lead right now on the Vegas Golden Knights. They have played two more games than the Knights. But as I say, they have a 12-point lead. They now have a 17-point lead on the Edmonton Oilers, yet they're only minus 200. The the math doesn't add up here. And in fact, as soon as this show is over, I'm going to hammer this again. And I say hammer. I got a play in tonight, earlier tonight. I put um, 260 bucks on it only, so I, I got to get like some real money in on the Canucks. But I'm starting to chip away on this, but it's minus 200. So as I stated, I guarantee you, I'm the only person in the world. I was going to tweet the pick out, but I didn't because I was like, oh, I got to get this in, and it was the Vermont Catamount basketball team tonight. The Vermont Catamounts to beat New Hampshire, <laughs> and so Vancouver minus 200 to win a division. And after I took Vermont on the money line to win the game, it turned the Canucks into minus 130. So the parlay turned into minus 130. Vermont to win the game tonight, Vancouver. I like to do this with futures. I don't want to lay the minus 200, so I'm sort of, you know, all right, let me give me something I know is going to win on the money line and let me beat this down and turn the minus 200 into, like, you know, plus 103 or minus 120 or something like that. But I'm starting to think right now, just from, like, a bigger picture, the Canucks, this is worth like a $5,000 play. You know, whatever. You lay 10 to win five. Lay 5,000 to win 2,500. As I said, they got a 12-point lead, man. They got a 17-point lead on Edmonton, a 12-point lead on Vegas. The Canucks have a bunch of home games coming up. They're going to rack up more points. They're a dominant team. Demko's an amazing goalie. This team's just on fire right now. Or put it in some parlays. But either way, lay it down and win. Other than that, you're on your own later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these. But did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. 
I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. Remax is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.